Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach-churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with a professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the China Shop, home of the Band of Traders podcast, and sometimes referred to as the Wizards of Wall Street. I'm your host, Kyle. Tonight I'm joined by Vanta Trading's Baba Yaga, Mr. Banks. And as an added bonus, we've got Macro Tactical in the house. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing how important the mental side of trading is, followed by our thoughts on hitting new highs this past week. After that, we'll look at our past week in the good, bad, and ugly segment before wrapping up with some new bold predictions. Before we check in on last week's results, let's get all this self-promotion bullshit out of the way. <laughs> let's see. We've got our Vico episode that Baba Yaga and I are going to be doing. Got delayed one more time. Uh, luckily, though, we got another Clio special to release next week. Uh, this time, it's me and her sitting down with Bear Goes Long. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at FinancialInept1, or you can join the Discord if you want to get updates or send in your suggestions for future topics and guests. Last but not least, the shameless website plug, bandoftraderspodcast.com. Browse the guest directory, check out the deals and discounts, or catch up on the latest miniseries. Is, is miniseries, mini, how do you pluralize that? I, I really think we definitely don't know. Miniseries, miniseries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just move on. Baba Banks, you got anything to share? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, we, we're fixing to, I, I would say probably in the next month, we're going to change the website completely. Um, it may not appear to be completely changed when that happens, but we're uh, updating a fair amount of that. Going to hold, hold and host more content available uh, for free. Um, there are, if you were here last week uh, or listened to last week's episode, we talked about kind of having this inspiration to change some things around in the discord. Um, we are not at Liberty to disclose exactly what all that is yet, but, uh, I think everyone will, uh, it'll be fun and, uh, and, and it'll be, uh, more accessible and, uh, we're excited about it. So hang around for a couple weeks, no less than that a week. And a lot Shouldn't of that stuff will long, be divulged. Right? Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. Me too. Um, macro, you got anything, man, you want to put out there? Um, well, I, I, I mean, I don't have a discord, have never had discord, probably will never, not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, 
but I have been training with a bunch of guys. They have, I, I, I don't know if anyone saw, but I just recently got back onto Sierra chart and they've helped me get back onto Sierra chart and like set me up with all their chart books. And I was so mad at them, man. They, these guys are like visualize all like the, the shit I've spent out like 10,000 hours on the Dom. Tell me you've dealt with the uh, the customer service people or the tech support. No, no, I, no. Actually, the, the customer service has been good to me because I I started getting good at PineScript, right, and TradingView. So it, it gave me when I moved back on to Sierra Chart for the second time, mm-hmm. it, it gave me an appreciation for. I'm like, wow, these these guys are actually fucking amazing. If you know what you're doing, they you you kind of understand it. But anyways, yeah, I've been training with these guys. They you know they they invited me into their private Discord. I won't drop the name, but if you're interested, I may drop the name later. Just shoot me a DM and I'll, I'll send you along their way. And Secret it's, time. It's, it's cheating. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm well aware of, of the Discord you speak of. Yeah. So those are good guys for sure. Yeah, they're good guys. Where, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Where can people reach you? Oh, mac- macro tactical. It's M A C R O T A C. Wait, T I C A L. I misspelled it so many times right in the episode <laughs> script tonight. Uh, we'll make sure we have all those links in the episode description so you can check them out if you want to support the show and our panelists. But I think it's time now we check in on last week's bold predictions. Baba, Yo. what did you have for us? Uh, my bold prediction was that we would uh, three-peat the trivia, which no. really meant... Uh, no, 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 we would lose. That's yeah. right. Because I, I, it needed to be bold because we won two in a row. Um, I I guess I screwed the dates up. So that, that trivia has not happened yet. So stay tuned, I guess. I thought it was this week, this past weekend, or yeah, I thought it was this past weekend, but it, it was not. And it's not this weekend either. So, oops. Um, let's see. Joel predicted that I was going to be up money in my personal account. So far, he is actually looking pretty good on that. Um, I've done a, just a couple of options trades. I sold some covered calls on Palantir, but I guess technically that counts. So yeah, I may do nothing else this week or the rest of this, month, just so that way he, uh, he, he can book that win. Uh, I think banks just dropped out on us. Yeah. Uh, typical banks. Uh, Usually well- when you drop out, that's when pandemonium ensues. So now that he's not here, we need to make up some some lies about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for him, Joel made his Joel made his prediction for him. So I think uh, I think he's okay for now. Do um, you remember my prediction? Yes. Yeah, uh, it was actually wrong before I even made it. <laughs> yeah, I know you you screwed your dates up too. Yes, I did. Yeah, the, apparently the All Star Skills Competition was actually like before we recorded. I predicted that McDavid was going to win it. Uh, that was not the case. David already had won it by the time I made that. So not my best showing. I, so I make predictions, but I do it in a roundabout way. A very, a very, uh, it's very shielded. I don't, I don't like How to do tell you people. Well, I tweeted, I, so I retweeted this market ear chart, right? It was like the NASDAQ, uh, analogy comparison. And it was in, I think it was in November last year. And I was like, I was like, man, it would be chef's kiss if this analogy happened and just, just to see the bear cope on the timeline. And it was, oh, here it is. I'm, I just found it out. Uh, oh, man, this would be chef's kiss if this happens. The amount of cope on the timeline will be Hall of Fame level stuff. <laughs> it was November. 
<laughs> it was November 15, 2023 for the NASDAQ. November 15, right? Okay, okay. Let's so we were trading we we're trading about 15,300. <laughs> 15,300. Where's the tweet? Oh, um here, let me I'll put it in our our little chat. But it, anyways, it was I, I I retweet shit because I think it's going to happen without me actually saying it's going to happen. But um anyways, yeah, it went from, you know, we were trading we're trading 15,300 and we're now trading at 18,000 and the analogy, if the analogy sticks, the target for NQ is 21,000. Don't know when, don't know if we're going to get there, but, but mm. that's what we're talking about. That's and, bold. And, and, and the analogy is, is a double, it's a double from the beginning, the 2023 beginning of the year. It's a, it's a clean double, 100%. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. J Mac wants to know why you stopped at double. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like any 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 fuckwit can any fuckwit can give you an upside target, but it's it's when do you buy the dip? Mm, right. Right. <laughs> Flair's saying triple Q's at six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, that'd be amazing. Uh let's uh let's just go ahead and get into our first topic then, I think, guys. Uh if you stick around to the end, we're going to have some other bold predictions. Uh, we're probably going to take turns, I think, predicting what the all-time high is going to be next week. But uh, the topic, the first one for tonight, Baba, you came up with it. I'll let you go ahead and present it to the group. The idea uh, stems from a lot of the trader evals we've done, and um, I can't wait to hear Macro. Uh, we're just going to all mute, and you're just going to talk for probably like 15 minutes. Oh, okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Like, I think you'll have a lot to say about this because um, so the idea is uh, when we, 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 we meet these traders uh, and we give them about an eight page valuation, they take this valuation. And when we then they send it back in and banks and myself, we look through it and we kind of we're just a third party viewing of strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses. So we tell them like, hey. Here's a couple things that you are doing um, incredibly well that you need to lean into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to lean into um, these uh, these things, these parts of your demeanor about trading, your skill set. Uh, here's a couple things that you need to work on. You need to, uh, for example, sometimes off-process trades can be a real killer for most people. Um, I'm sure we've all experienced that. You know, outside the plan, outside anything you have precedent for. Uh, you co- you know keep up with those over a month, and you realize uh, that's two thousand dollars of negative equity. Whenever right. I go off script, right? But what we found over the big sample of data is most people have the skill set to execute profitable trades often enough to be profitable over a month. That the mm-hmm. the largest deficit we see is the mental ability to be rigorous and um, to stay within the bounds of what, of what their work presents them with. And so uh, the topic of discussion was, you know, like 80, 20, like trading is, it is important to be technical and to have an edge. And that 20% matters a lot. The skill Mm -hmm. of trading, the skill of pull the trigger, but the, the thing that really releases the skill to fruition is the mental fortitude and you know strength, I guess, durability yeah. to participate 
um, over and over to, to lean into the stats, to know your numbers and know that not every trade is going to be a banger, mm-hmm. but to have the, the willingness to accept when you're wrong and to not try to think out, outthink yourself and, um, and, and become defensive. Yeah. And yep. so you overthink, you don't pull the trigger and you like, we traded together for a year or I don't know, probably, probably longer. Yeah. And, you know, everyone that's been around you for any amount of time knows that you preach the see it, hit it thing. And yep. and that's as much a mental attitude as it is a technical ability. And so we just see the mental side being the real burden that most traders have. And I just wanted to explore that because I think a lot of times people are searching, searching, searching for the next thing that's going to really make all this easier when what they're really trying to do is um, insulate themselves from any chance of ever being wrong. Right. So let's, let's just jump in. Let's just jump in here. So for, okay, for, for, first and foremost, let me, let me just say there's a lot of shit. Not, not, not that you got, you guys are doing that. We're, we're doing this, but um, listen, anyone out there who, you know, if you're sitting at home, you're trading your own account or you're doing your, you're spending money on these online prop funder eval type things, or you're, or you're in a PA or you're funded, don't get it twisted. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm and we're I think we're all sitting here and we're all rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Like, listen, if you take if you're spending the time and the money to invest into something that is going to better your life, better your family's life, whatever your situation may be, I take my I tip my hat, I take my hat off to you, and I fucking applaud you. Let's get that away, gone, done away. First and foremost, right? There's so much shit talking on retail traders. I'm I'm not I'm not having it. I'm not here for it. <laughs> Thank because, you. Because listen, man, it's a it's a it's a hard game. Like I've been there. Believe me, man. Like I've been. Um, I I would never consider my I I would never consider myself an expert trader, a uh, great trader. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, that's just not me. And like, listen, I, I I'm 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 a little I'm a little set. I'm a little different to the typical quote unquote like retail guy, right? I, I I've I'm ex institutional, mm-hmm. but I didn't learn anything from my time there, right? I didn't learn anything about day trading, uh, spoons or bonds or nothing like that. And I and I'm also in a unique position because I have a a lot of my good friends are you know they're in seats, they're 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 prop traders, they're hedge fund traders, they're CIOs, whatever. And I'll, I'll say this to anyone listening, you know, every no matter the size you trade, no matter how much money you earn, it's the same. You boil it all down. It's the same problem. It's, exa- it's the exact same problem. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, so anyways, just to get that out of the way, I just, if you're doing this, you know, and, and the reason I'm saying this is because we're here on FinTwit and listening to all this stuff. Number one, it's entertainment. Sure. But number two, we're, we're spending a if you if you're not yet pulling down the money you want to make let's just use the figure of 10,000 a month outside of your job you just want supplemental income you're spending a lot of time doing this so it's a t- it's a time investment so i i've mm-hmm. said this before on previous podcasts or like or like um you know group calls that i've been invited on to yep. take this shit seriously take this shit extremely extremely seriously you can joke along the way but take it seriously. But anyway, so to to, to go back to what Baba was saying, um, it, it, is it mental? It, it is mental. But and you 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 spoke about you know my thing of see it hit it and see it hit it comes from doing the work, not just the work, but it you, you gotta look. Number one is, do you have enough screen hours? 
-hmm. Yes or no? Do you have a mechanical process? And if you don't have a mechanical process, there, there are multiple mechanical strategies, quote unquote. Day trading is very simple, right? It's like whether it's a Bollinger band breakout, whether it's a opening range breakout, whether it's a fade, it's a VWAP band fade, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do you track what that P&L looks like through the day and compare yourself against it? Because you, 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 you need to be real with yourself. Like number, first, first and foremost, like people talk about like the mental and, – and Baba, I'm not che- cheating on what you said. I, I thoroughly agree with you. It, it is a lot of mental, but – Let's take a step back, right? So I, I've I've spoken to I've had traders DM me, and I've I've mentored um, younger cats in the DM, and they're really good at order flow stuff. Really mm-hmm. good. They know what a footprint is. They know what the bid offer is. They know that large num- large trades hitting the tape is going to move the market in a thin tape. They know all that, but what they don't have is a mechanical process. So. If you don't have a mechanical process, how can you possibly optimize that? How can you po- how can how can you possibly optimize something that you're just firing at the hip because you're just watching the tape? So I think people need to get a little little you just you just need brutal honesty to be, to 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 get better at this, right? So I think what a lot of the people struggle with and I think I don't know Bob, correct me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of the traders that you guys worked with have strategies, have setups, have things that look like they should produce decent results. It's when the person goes off of that script when they don't believe in it enough or themselves enough or they it's when they can't execute it, then there's something going on upstairs that they got to get figured out. so so lack of execution and lack of being able to see it and hit it. Mm-hmm. That comes back down to you just haven't done the work and I don't mean that you haven't done the work in that you're not spending hours, hundreds of hours in front of the screens. That's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, uh, and and I'm, I'm more than happy to run, if you guys want to run like a screen share thing, I'm more than happy to do this because it's not proprietary. All you need to do is very simple. If you have CR chart, Teton, like the whole historical thing, or you, you just use trading view, mm-hmm. you take a five minute, 30 minute, five, 15, 30 minute um, historical data. And you, and you just pull that down into Excel. This is what I say when you need to look at the data. You need to pull that, pull the shit down, and you need to you need to understand exactly the market that you're trading, whether it's ES, bonds, MQ, equities, CL, does not matter. But you need to really like understand how these markets move. And when people say that, oh, they don't have the discipline or they don't have the um, conviction, you don't have the conviction just because you just don't know the market that you're trading. And that's not me shit talking. That's just me saying, hey, you need to, this is, this, is this is one part that nobody talks about because everyone talks about levels. They talk about setups. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good, but there's another missing part. There's a missing component that is the missing bridge between a trader knowing what they're doing and a trader having the conviction to press the button. And that's just, that's just historical data, right? Because if you have like, if you look at a Monday, let's just look at equities. Let's just look at ES. And, you, you know, as the week, so you have a five-day week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, in a normal week, outside of Fed speak or some catalyst, Monday is going to be a quiet day. Mm-hmm. There's just no, there's no data drops. Tuesdays, every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, you may get a CPI or whatnot. Now, when we pick up into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the, the range is going to pick up. So that's when I, I, I can almost guarantee anyone who's shooting from the hip, their better days are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Because the market moves. Hmm. Interesting stat to go back and look at. Yeah, and I think that's um, – I love the idea of 
the ability to confidently rest into what your work shows you that you should do is is found in the familiarity with the the days the the statistical norm on a given day and how you fit into that how your process performs inside of that i love i mean we've been we've been way off into day, days of the week um mondays as they relate to fridays tuesdays mm-hmm. as they relate to mondays the type of ranges that you see the days of the week that most often create the higher low for the week a lot of that kind of that information has been helpful to me with expectation for what I think is able to be yielded out of the market that day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like and, and think of it think of it this way, like what what I don't see spoken a lot about on, you know, X or Twitter or FinTwit or whatever. We don't call it X here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's call it, okay, we'll we'll call it we'll call it Twitter. So what you see on Twitter and and, and it's Think think about and, and this is something I don't really see spoken about. It just sounds so simple. It's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Those are five days in the week. Why would a security trade differently on Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? And it's very simple. It's for it's for calendar reasons, right? Because on every other week you have bond auctions, ten year note auctions, two year, three year, you know, whatever auction it may be, whatever data point it may be. Those don't fall on a Monday. They do not. They start to fall on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you get data on Friday. So, and you'll often see me tweet this, and it's about knowing your market. And and knowing your market at the very bare minimum is just knowing the calendar. I learned this from Full Carry, at Full Carry, Ed Bradford is his pseudonym. Mm-hmm. But, and he, he speaks about, he, and he, he when I was DMing him, he was like, man, all of bond trading, uh, bond futures trading is just knowing the calendar. And, and it is. And I don't sell something, so I'm telling you that that's how it is. But if I'm selling you something, I'm going to tell you to rely on the setups. Is set up, set up this, set up that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, just for full disclosure, before the call, before this this podcast started, I was talking to Kyle about you know what happened on Thursday, and I made three hundred dollars P and L on Thursday, and my commissions were seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was up. I was up five, six grand in the morning. But I said, you know what? It's a Thursday, and this is where I can shoot you in the foot. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just being. I'm just giving people the real here. So, and I'm not a stats guy. I'm not a maths guy. I'm not a programmer guy, right? So I'm just. I'm just. I like trading. I'm a trader, dude. Mm-hmm. So I know that on Thursdays, my my historical stats, my not stats, my historical probability shows me the ranges have a tendency to run on Thursday. So I'm looking for like momentum breakout style trading. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for them. I'm in a trade and it's in my direction. It's in my favor. And I'm adding maniac looking for the break and it doesn't happen. And I break, I stop out of break even or like NQ minor. You, you won't believe me if I told you how tight my stops are in NQ and it's fine. It usually works out for me. But is this it, Thursday is it more or tighter than banks base is some pretty tight stops sometimes. I'm I'm five to eight point stop. That sounds about similar, right? Yeah, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit outside of that. Yeah, and and I mean, just obviously depends on if I'm if I'm like ball if I'm like big balling uh, sell off. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's selling off, and I'm like fuck you, this is it, and I'm I'm in my stops five points. But if I'm wait for a a microstructure confirmation, and I and I wait for it to bounce five points, or or pull back, you know, yeah. uh, short or long. 
then I'll get in, then I'll then I'll use it a little wider. But what do you trade in macro? Bear is asking. What do I trade? So I am I used to be 50-50 ESMQ and then the whole curve. Mm-hmm. So so um the rates curves. This then in twenty twenty two I was I was eighty percent in the curve and twenty percent in equities because it was all one trade. This year I'm eighty percent ESMQ, twenty percent um UB, predominantly UB. UB, huh? I see yeah. a lot of people I'm, trading I'm, UB. I'm probably gonna have to start digging into that one. Can can we just uh Paul's being responsible for a second and reflect on when we traded copper oh my God. together quite a bit. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Asia Globex. Well, uh, well, so this is a good leeway. This is a good leeway, right? So like the reason my name on Twitter is it's a joke, right? It, it just started as it was it was it wasn't a joke. It was a reminder to myself. It started out as Leroy. Like literally like Leroy Jenkins. Oh wait, are you the guy the Leroy setup's named after? For, for I believe he Three may have. Leroy? Did you find you? He pretty much named that. I'm I'm not sure, but but uh, maybe maybe well because like that was happening around the same it's time. Gotta right? It's like, gotta be. It's gotta be. It was a yeah, joke. Yeah, it was a joke because we were all like 2020, all sitting at home, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm I'm I'm. I was just if the trade's there, you you, you got to take it, right? Because like that's that's the uh, law of large numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you you have to play the you have to let the EV play out. Like, just imagine you're doing all this work and you just don't, you don't tra- take a trade because you're just, you, maybe you took five losses in a row. Maybe you took five winners in a row and you don't want to take another one because you're guarding your PL, you're trading your PL, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take the trade. You got to let the, P, the fucking EV play out. Yeah. So, and that was a reminder to myself, Leroy. And then I think someone said King Leroy to me. And I was like, you know what? I like that moniker. <laughs> And, and, and so to Baba's point, like when he was talking about trading copper in 2020, 2021, I think there was like a whole thing about like, it was like the fucking alternative energy type thing. And so there was like yeah, a big oh, catalyst around. Oh, yeah, and so when... copper, copper was moving heavy in Asian session and it was moving like it, like it. It was like it was it was like crypto movie. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a fucking idiot could trade in. You just you just had to get in. If you got you got in and uh, you got in, you put a, put a stop in. If it were it was it was like um it's like a one percent edge in your favor. It's like black. It's like even betting blackjack. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was the topic? Are we are we still talking about it or not? I kind of lost track. <laughs> Uh, mental game. Well, sort of mental game versus, um, versus the technical know-how. I think the point that you're making macro is that the only way you have the mental fortitude to lean in when you need to is familiarity, Mm -hmm. both with your strategy and with the product that you're trading, both from a statistical standpoint and a day type commonality of ranges standpoint. Yeah. Oh yeah, the mental game. Okay, so so first I'll say this: don't fucking burn your PA account. Okay, you're yes. you're better off you're better off spending whatever these eighty percent when Daryl does his fucking save eighty, save ninety. Okay, Daryl dollars. <laughs> whenever whenever the, what, you're better off spending a hundred dollars and burning that account than burning through your PA. And especially you know, like listen, mental game, right? None of us need a guru. None of us need a furu, right? We all know, like, you just, all you got to do is just, you just got to sit down. Yeah, I, I believe me, when, when I, I'm not on my high horse. I've done, I've done all the shit that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sit down and literally write down 
what are you good at? What are you bad at? And don't bullshit yourself. You need you need brutal, brutal, brutal honesty, right? So that brutal honesty, though, I think is the hardest thing for some people to realize or to to really open up and look at. You know, if that's the, if that's the hardest thing you're going to do, you're just not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a, it's a cold hard truth, right? And like, so people talk about like the mental game and shit, and like, okay, what is the mental problem? So okay, let, let's talk specifics here. I won't name who this is because I have the same problem. Okay, trader, good friend of mine, very good trader, extremely good trader. He's hitting his like quote unquote. He's not a profit target, but he's hitting his daily. I call it a daily var. Mm-hmm. It's like the comfortable point where you're like you do good and you're gonna pat yourself on the back, but you're not gonna you know you're not gonna jump up and down and be excited all about it. It's, it's consistent wins. It's consistent wins. Yeah, it's in, a, it's in your comfort zone. Yeah, and then he drops, he drops the whole month. Mm-hmm. And that's not a technical issue. That's a mental issue. Hmm. And and we've all been there. I've been there. Mm. It sucks. And the most impressive thing about my friend, he got, he took the weekend off, you know, because usually on the weekend we're, we're in the lab. We're like, you know, everyone's just talking about shit. We're all sharing screens. Right, right. And he's like, I need to take the weekend off, came back Monday and it was like, nothing happened. And then he's putting up the same thing. And so that's, that's where mentality matters to me. Yeah. He's so, he, he was advanced enough to realize he, he knew what he's done. So anyways, to, to close my rant, my ramble, it's like, listen, man, like we all know, we all know what we need to do. We all know our sticking points. So, so that's why you got to write it down. You have to write it down. Like I have it. So, okay, let's just talk me personally. And, and I, and I, I even, I spoke about this to the exact guy I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, man, what is this problem I have? I'm up what days are. So not a trades are, but my days are like my daily stop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm up my daily stop or a two X my daily stop. And I want to keep going because I'm up. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that, that's my problem. And, and, that's not a psychology problem. That's a market. Re- that's a market problem. That's me. Uh, that's me forgetting in the mo- heat of the moment. I'm forgetting that a majority of the PL, my PL attribution comes from the morning because that the morning session is more conducive to my style of trading. Okay. It's open. It's drives. It's rotations. It's 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 wide rotations. It's drives. It's like you know, sometimes I'll be on voice and I'm like I'm long here. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, why are you long here? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just long. I just, I just feel it. <laughs> and then I have a tight stop, but it works out because it's in the morning. It's price discovery. Price discovery is in the morning. But then once, you know, like uh, 11 a.m. Eastern hits and then Europe closes, London closes, and then the whole shit reverses. Now we have different players. I always forget. And then I keep trading small. I'll trade small, but I'll keep trading because, um, and, and so that, that's, that's mentality. That's mentality, but it's also, it's also me forgetting that, hey, you fuck with the morning trades over. Don't trade like you do in the morning, like you do in the afternoon. Yeah. Stop doing that. There's a difference between trying to press your advantage when you're trading well and you're seeing things well. Like those those, those are the times to press it. But when the conditions are changing yeah. and like there's actual stats to back up, like that this is not a good decision, then yeah. It's not it's not it's not a mentality thing. That's a do you understand your market thing? And and when I say you, I mean me. I'm talking to myself too. Right. I always have to remind myself, like, hey, it's eight, it's eleven. I'm on the west, west coast time, right? So eight a.m. is 11, 11 a.m. Eastern. 
So we, I literally, I now have 30 minute markers. I have notes on my, on like, I have a printout that I, that I keep on my desk mm-hmm. of like each 30 minute block of like what to expect. So the first 30 minutes, there can be noise and, and an open drive up or down, or it's an open drive up and, and then they take it all the way down mm-hmm. or they take it down and they reverse it all the way up. Those are wide rotations. Like, let's say, let's just say we're talking about NQ. Okay. So like in the morning, you're going to get, you're going to get rescued, not <clears> rescued. <throat> you're going to get, you're just going to get more purchase for your entries. Assuming you, you get in at the right spot. Mm-hmm. Now, as the day progresses, you're going to get these little, these little minuscule 10, 20 point rotations. Now, now when, okay, so we go back to the day of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're getting the, you're getting the auctions. So that's 1 p.m. Eastern. Then you get a vol, like you get a range compression release. Now it's to completely different players. Then in power hour, you get a different player. Mm -hmm. That's why you, you see, Holy shit! Why did fucking NQ rip sixty points out of nowhere? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 that's not a mentality. That's not a mental. That's a. Do you know your market problem? Do you know the players and the times that these players come in? Problem. It sounds more like it's a confidence problem, and you need the data yeah. in order to build the confidence in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if you continue to try to trade. Uh, let's say uh, with the perspective of, you know, hey, this setup yields this kind of move. Um, I scale in this kind of way. If you try to if you're like, I'm going to do it the right way today and you sit in front of the computer uh, in front of the screens all day um, as those different things transpire, your um, expectancy should be fluctuating with that or you should be aware of where you fit into the big story. But it, but I can see a scenario where someone is continuing to to try to press, try to press, try to press through all these different um, things that are unfolding during the day based on the time of day that it is. That takes a mm-hmm. huge toll mentally. If they at the end of the day go, oh my god, I've got, you know, I was up uh, like you like the story you told. I was up this much. I kept on pressing. I followed all my rules, but. Uh, and it like just a dis- deflated. I could see how that could just create the the distrust in their own processes or systems mm-hmm. to not lay it against that backdrop that you're talking about. I think that they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And 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 I tweeted this the other day when it's like the reason trading is so hard is because you could have got shit canned yesterday. You could have got made a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars yesterday, or the trade before. Mm-hmm. Trading so hard because you can never ever let that get to your head because the market doesn't care the market doesn't know it does not matter what size you trade but if you just made five dollars and that five dollars means the world to you because it proves to you that you can actually do this and you let that five dollars get to your head and now you just loosen up on your rules and you get above your process no one's above the process that's why it's shit so hard that's a good line there no one's above the process that's that that's a good line no one's above the process you know um while we while we um had this idea or this concept or content of uh you know sharpening the mental side and i think it's this has actually been a really interesting way to explore that because you're essentially just getting as the listener you're just getting the perspective and the thoughts of someone who i i would say 
your one of your edges is your attitude towards trading in the market. Do you remember um to to go back in the history books when we were all trading together um for that like year year and a half? Yeah. And um we'll leave names out, but there was someone who was like uh you you basically said to them like dude, I I listen to you lay out a beautiful plan and I make twice oh, off yeah. that plan oh, yeah. what you can make off of it because you're not you're not leaning into your own work. That edge that I think you have to just press in when you see an opportunity um there's something there's uh, that's a strong suit like for you I think and I think that that goes hand in hand with the way that you trade, the way that you're wired up, the way that you approach the market. That it's so funny to 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 go back and think about that because you know it, it, you were like, "Hell, I don't even know what all this stuff is." I'm <laughs> I just hear you say say this is what's going on, and I I just you know shred it while while other people are still like looking at their mouse mm-hmm. or trying to figure out if they want to want to be a part, and you just dive in. I think you're you know. The fact that you mentioned like the idea of losing small is huge. There's something that is you're you felt you know you can feel safe taking those all those you know if you had to take three or four stops to get positioned. There's a safety there. You're not out of control. You're not risking thirty points per contract to make thirty points per contract. You're risking seven to ten points or eight points per contract to yeah. make fifty points per contract. And and the fact that the math works on that again, it, it breeds that that confidence. I also think just that having uh, a focus on like you you know you have a track record to look at, and you're honest with yourself, and all of that is mentality and attitude towards the game. Um, and I think you know we didn't give a one two three. This is the this is the what it means to be mentally yeah. strong. I think what we've we've done is said like here are the attributes and aspects of what you need to to be either growing in or thinking about or pursuing to be able to arrive at that destination. You know? Yeah. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back. Fresh off a rebrand and ready to help is Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. So we've gone a little bit long on this first topic, and uh, I think what we need to do here is maybe go right into good, bad, and ugly. All right, so this is the part where we talk about the shitty things that we did throughout the week. Uh, Also the good stuff, too, so we can give ourselves a pat on the back and not feel like complete assholes. (laughs) Who uh, wants to start off? Baba, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I don't mind kicking us off, that's for sure. 
for this week, the good was that um, there were plenty of days um, <clears throat> where I sat down with my, with my with my notepad and was able to, you know, I've got it right here. And as I flip back through it, so the good was that um, obviously um, the PL was green on the week. That's good. Always good. I would say the specific good was today being a Friday and being a day I normally trade fairly small, realizing the the opportunity that we had to kind of expand higher um, and leaning in a little bit in kind of a dynamic way, I would say. Um, just adding to strength is something I've been working on. And so the good for the week, I would say generally good, but the specific was the trades today. Um, leaning in on a Friday, adding to strength, scaling through into key spots and feeling, um, you know, having a, having a process where I say like today was an A plus in leaning into the process and also having a PL that rewarded me for that. So, uh, kind of like biggest PL of, in, of the five days of this week was came on, on Friday on today. And that was, that was cool because historically to macro's point of knowing your data and knowing yourself fridays mm -hmm. have over the you know the last year are my lowest my least performing days because in the prior year the last quarter of that year um those fridays just happened to be um ex especially weak so this entire past year of 2023 i traded about a third of my normal size on fridays but then today, and and um, I traded reg regular size because the setup was within. You know, I had precedent for what was unfolding, and was able to hitch my wagon to that party and take part. So it was a rational decision, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, leaned in. I felt I f I just felt so great about executing. I would say that was the good. And if I could just say the other sliver of good is you guys that have listened to other episodes or been around, like. You know some of the challenges that I've been going through on the like outside of trading and just the mental some of the pressures that I I new pressures that I feel and and any new challenge presents just that a new challenge and no matter how great you think you are there's always a new challenge and I had a lot of fun trading the the I would say the last half of this week like I was able to enjoy it and uh that that's has been a little bit difficult not not from a pnl standpoint explicitly but it has just been hard to have a good time um and this week i feel like we just had a, a great time like it was fun felt like old times i don't know so the bad was um there was a day i did not write out a trade plan which is the first time what? in like three months how's yeah. that possible i don't i just di i didn't when i sat down <laughs> I went through it. I think the problem was I got up early. I did all my chart work. Mm -hmm. um, I traded some. I came back, did the morning show oh, with the was room. That day. Okay. And then we traded. And then when I went back to write my um, notes for the day, I realized that the damn page was blank. And I was like, well, I didn't even write my plan. And, and for me, it's the mechanical piece of putting the pen to paper. Mm -hmm. that's very important. Now, like ingrains everything. Now, I mean, it's drawn on the chart or whatever, but, um, you know, so that was the bad. And then I think the ugly was there was a, a day where I was, I was kind of wrong-sided. I uh, took a few 
um, swings um, that were great trades in great spots, but I should have been on the other side of the activity for like the bulk of that day. And so the bad was just, or the ugly was just trying to make something that just really wasn't there. Like it was just kind of a little bit of a strike, uh, 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 just a little whiff on that day. So which day was that? I think it was Thursday. It was an A plus plus short setup, and then I. You're talking about you're talking about this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, oh yeah, that, that, that was this is the day I donated to Terry's charity. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I was I was in a I was in um I don't know how to tra- I might have traded a little bit. But when we we had a great, I had for my process a great like almost a plus short setup and and leaned into that and added to old school size like uh, to 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 for people that have been around the disc uh, the Discord or have been around for um, the podcast. Uh, I, I've been trading a little bit smaller size this the last four months, but that trade I was raring to go, and so um, you know kind of in a full banger. And got a couple scales off, but just realized, man, if I'd have been in a full banger for any of those uh, the other trades earlier in the day, it would have been a, a much better day. It was just, uh, yeah, just a little blip on the radar, but um, yeah, we lived through it, we survived, and uh, and then the awareness, Kyle. I don't know if you said it or it was like when I closed it, but I was kind of cheering for this pullback to continue and kind of like you know pulling the market on and like you know, come on guys, you know, step in here and kind of like being mm-hmm. real verbal. Yep, and, yep. and I, and then I realized, and then you were I was pleading, like, I think at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I was like, you know what? Like I'm done. Like I'm done. This is not the pace I want to see. Like I'm flattened here. I was like up 10 points on that trade specifically at that point. I just cut it and I, and I'm kind of proud of that. And then you even mentioned like, um, you were like, yeah, I think that was the right choice, you know, like <laughs> yeah, jeering it on, like, um, it was a good move. So, but anyways, so the, the difference between you and me is like, well, I guess I'll start with my bad is that Thursday. I did not do that. And what makes that <sighs> go from a bad to an ugly for me is that there was a moment that I clearly remember saying to myself, like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> like you should uh... just walk away. And I still put on one more fuck it trade right after that. <laughs> 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 no, that's uh, that's the the account that I've been a lot more loosey goosey with. That's that top sure. FX account. Uh, it's still alive and kicking, still actually profitable, believe it or not. Um, uh, I had a real banger of a trade today, and that, that yeah, you did. ties into my good this this week. I've had three hundred point runners this week. Yeah, I think you that's, have. Oh, shit. Yeah, you have, baby. That's, Let's uh, go. Ky- Ky- Look, hold on, macro, Kyle, everybody, <laughs> hold on, hold yeah, your cheers fucking, and applause, Kyle, crazy. Kyle, you Dude, need yes. to celebrate in a real kind of way either whatever that means for you the fact that 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 you have done that because i want you to think like four months ago yeah the likelihood of that happening for you or even your awareness of like the markets and not that you didn't know anything we're always learning new stuff and growing but like I've said this multiple times to you, like, Kyle, you are making huge strides. You are killing it. Do you stop and celebrate that stuff? You should be celebrating. Yeah, you should. You, you should, should be cheering yourself on. And you got you to celebrate the wins. You got a ding week with 300-point runners. When have you had a 100-point runner before this? Uh, I think I had I'll my re- first I'll one remo- a couple months ago. I'll remove a rib for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you've you've had a, you've had uh, in a nice way I mean this. You've had a low enough number of those occurrences in your trading that you remember the last time it happened yeah. or you and and you probably remember 
never having achieved that. And then the well, first, to be yeah, fair, the, I also just recently started trading NASDAQ too. So yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. Wait, let me, let me interject. Let me, <laughs> yeah, let me interject. Yeah, yeah. I, so the, that's a fucking great point. The wins. Mm-hmm. What, what a mental game helps the mental game immensely. And I said this to our friend, Baba, we were talking about the yeah, yeah. big loser. And I said, take a screenshot of this day of you basically going off piste mm-hmm. and going undisciplined, going against your rules. The exact same thing that got you to this P&L pad. Take that day, take a screenshot, print it out, put it on your desk. Yeah. The worst, the worst day because you feel it, you know it. But, oh, but yeah. Kyle, to, to, to what Baba was saying, on the flip side, you had a fucking three hundred point runner. Take a take a screenshot of that. Print it out. Put it uh, on your desk. Three different hundred point runners, not a three hundred point runner. Oh, that oh, would have well, been amazing I mean, too. Yeah, <laughs> take yeah. Same, same shit. <laughs> yes, same thing. Yes, same yeah. thing. No, same but shit. yeah. Take take a photo of that. Take take a screenshot of that. Print it out. Like you got to celebrate those wins. Well, you got to take a moment to take a step back and see where you've come from, and I think that's kind of the point you guys are making. But well, it, he's making that point, yeah. which I agree with. But I'm making another point. I'm making another point of like. Because when you see that photo, yeah, you're 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 like um, to bring yourself back to that moment. Like you take a look at that, you're gonna remember all of the things that you did. That's just how human behavior works. Mm-hmm. And 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 just looking at that photo of the, the just looking at the screenshot of the price action and have your executions on there, mm-hmm. you're gonna see that, and you're gonna be like, okay, this is what I did, so I just need to repeat that. Or this is what I did, and I got fucking bent over and just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love that, man. I wrote a note. Yeah, I'll do I'll, that. I'll, I'll go over. Let me go, let me go over my worst day. Okay, which I which I told you uh, briefly mentioned. It was the Thursday this week, and and this is how interesting that we all had the same worst day. Well, I I have I had a worst day, and I can measure it. And I can tell you why I had a worst day, and this is why yep. I want anyone who's listening to this. And again, I'm by no means I'm not running hundred million dollar prop book at some prop shop, you know, I'm, I'm same as anyone, but this is the level of operator that I get to. Mm -hmm. I know that on a Thursday, Thursday is the widest range day historically for equities for the trailing five years. That's how, that's how far back I go. What happened on Thursday? Jobless claims, a once fed speaker, one 30 year bond auction. (laughs) Yeah. Where where and and then so I'm thinking where are we in the curve? We're priced out. We've we priced out cuts, then we priced in cuts. So I'm and and we it's a big supply week, right? So mm-hmm. and and most most fintwit traders, we're long vega. Long vega means we expect range to, to we, we expect ranges to move outside of the implieds, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what the fucking range was for NQ on Thursday. Was it like sixty points? It was ninety points. Yeah, it was inside a hundred. Yeah. Guess what the fucking ADR ten is? What? Two hundred and forty-five. Yeah, it was an atypical day. I remember thinking. Guess when yeah. the last time that NQ had this small of a range was? It was Thursday, December twenty-eighth. It's a holiday trading week. That yep. was the last there time. That was the last time NQ had such a tiny range. This is a level of like. Aut- autistic operator, I get to. <laughs> but that, uh, no, but that should tell you something. That should no, tell you that's, something. That's yeah, like, I'm just a retail fucking slinger, okay? This is the level of detail that I go down into. 
But the reason I got fucked was because I was like, okay, it's just Thursday. We have two, we have two events on the calendar, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm in a trade and it's going in my direction and we're pushing, we're pushing levels that I think that it should move. So I fucking add, maniacally add into it and it doesn't work. And so it's a 90, that was my worst day. Second worst day I posted in this chat, a link to one of my tweets and it wasn't even a loser. I didn't take I, I went second worst trade. It was last Friday, like mm-hmm. the on the second. It was a TN the the ten year ultra bond note futures. One hundred and eleven seventeen ticks. I'm looking at the chart right now. I'm watching the DOM, and the the volume traded at the price was about twelve thousand. It's a clean taper. There's 577 down on the lowest part of the day, but I'm man- I'm managing an NQ long because mm-hmm. I because I want to add because I'm like okay this one's moving. I'm looking at this and I'm like I and I was I was fucking kicking my I'm still remembering it a week later. <laughs> I'm kicking I'm kicking myself because I was going to take TN and UB long right, and the re- I was going to size the fuck up on this long because I was three ticks of risk. I watched this go from 11,000 lots traded at this price to 683 lots traded. So someone stuffed them with negative delta. Some mm-hmm. fucking asshole was smashing the bid, got nowhere. 80,000 of them. 80,000 lots, matter of fact. Jeez, yeah. So I wanted to get long and I tweeted about this. And I, and I was like, I was talking to some, like, for, you know, like the DMs, Discords, or whatever. I'm like, yo, I'm looking at this level. I want to get long. And I didn't get long because I'm managing a. I'm managing a NQ position. This thing pops fucking 10 ticks. 10 ticks on size in uh, bond futures, rates futures. So that's like a... Um, substantial, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, a substantial. It's three to one trade. It's a three to one trade. Um, yeah, that was my that was my second worst trade. A trade you didn't take. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, then, like, yeah. and, yeah. and, and again, go back to the mental, right? And like, mm-hmm. this is... And this is not me telling me this. this. is something I heard from Baba, a friend of ours. It's like the upstuck. It's upstuck. Oh my stuck. god! Yes. Yeah. I hear Flurry say that all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not talking about Flurry, but yeah, I have to. I've heard. I've heard Flurry talking about that. Tell us something good, dude. Tell us something. Yeah, good. Yeah. Tell us a good that you did. Something you good some this shit. week. Okay, so this is good. This is not a river mover. Good. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys this, but without without giving away the secret sauce that me and my group have come to. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? In an, a normal NQ day, there's about 800 points on offer, not the range. You mean like the orders on the book? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Like between rotations, there's about 800 points oh, to take oh, advantage oh, okay. of. Yeah. Yes, I got you. Okay. A good that was the good of my, of my week this week. And again, without giving away the secret sauce, just think about that for a second. We're all most people look at one minute five uh, some time based chart or tick based chart. Mm-hmm. There is over eight on a normal day, like FOMC day. There's two thousand points on offer there. I know because I looked. I did the I did the math. I did the math, and like obviously it depends on how you trade. It really, really does depend on how you trade. But I'm telling you right now, if all you did, if all you did was just in, you just gotta look. You just you just gotta look at the market in a different periodicity. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then eat eat your fucking stop. Eat your stop. <laughs> but when you trade 
scalp well, not trade well, scalp well. It's not, you're not looking for, oh, I, they sweep the lows. There's a fucking, there's a fucking excess low here. There's like a buyer on the tape. Not that kind of trading. Not that kind of trading. This is a different kind of trading. This is kind of trading where it's like, okay, so most people look at a five minute candle or a five minute bar, bar chart or a fucking dom. And they just see up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. It's not up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Those are 10 opportunities to get long and to get short on a scalp scalp time frame. There's a that that FOMC day, there was 2,000 points there. And mm-hmm. so my big win this week. So today, my my on Thursday, my worst fucking day of the week, plus $300 with $700 commission. Yeah, you can write that. You can tweet that out. <laughs> let me let me let me get right to that. Get on it. Today, today's win rate today. And by the way, in the last two weeks, I have a hundred percent longs. Not I a love, single, yeah, not a single that. fucking short. Not a single short. Yeah. But today, my win, my win rate was eighty three percent, with a like one point eight per. Uh, no, 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 no. It's thirteen to one. God damn, that's a good day. But yeah. but again, it's not a river mover. It's just today was. I, I'm a, I'm naturally a long trader. Like I don't like shorting. I don't like mm-hmm. shorting unless there's a clear clear catalyst to do so. Like the Fed's hike in rates, and we're in a in a uh, like 2022. 2022, you could just come in, just let them rip it, and just start just short blindly with micros, and just 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 go. Gonna short here plus five plus five plus five plus five. Eventually, it's gonna go down. Right, right. That, that's not this market. In, in fact, this market. And let's leeway into your next. I think your next thing you want to do. Yeah, bold predictions. Bold predictions. You know what this market is? It's twenty twenty one. You cannot. Yeah. Ha- you cannot have the seven biggest market cap names. In the global economy, global markets moving three percent daily. Daily, okay. This is twenty twenty one market. This means that it's not. You got to remove your biases. It's not. Oh, it's gone too high. Oh, like look in the video, right? Oh shit, fucking man, like it's gone too high. It's, you know, it's got to go down. My bro, you're not. You're not. You, you think you think people you think you think real money when i say real money i mean like pension funds and shit outside, outside of like outside of like etf rebalancing re- rebalance and whatnot mm-hmm. you think anyone's fucking buying up here no you know you know what's printing here dude nvidia is 3.58 percent today the close yeah this is a 1.78 trillion dollar market cap company that's moving three it's moving like a shit code yep so what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, look, dude, this this happened in 2021. You know what happened in 2021? SoftBank. So what's happening? What's happening? It's it's some players, it's some or or uh, Huang, Huang, Bill Huang. Those type of players, these type of players are they're stuffing the street, making them short calls. So what? So if, if you're a market maker, some guy comes in and says, "I want to buy fucking ten thousand lots." It's one month vol, upside vol on this name. What are they going to do? They're going to sell it to you. And then if it goes through their, the strike that they just sold it to you at, what are they going to do? They got to buy underlying or they're going to buy another out of the money price, uh, another out of the money call. So right. this market, the reason you're seeing a gap, 
gap and go, gap and go, or like these like crazy swings is because I call this ghost prints. These are ghost prints. These are people renting inventory. So everything that you see printed on the tape, it's just some, it's some cunt that's just sold upside to someone else that needs to, <laughs> that needs to delta hedge or, or buy another further out of the money call and some other cunt selling that to him. And they need a fucking, they need a delta hedge. Sorry for swearing so much. Um, it's all right, man. I grew up in a encourage truck, it. So. <laughs> And, and and that's what this is. These are ghost prints, right? So they're renting inventory. These prints are not real. They're real because your P and L hurts when you're short. So could it collapse? Of course, it, of course it could collapse because the structure is not there. But guess what? If you're sitting there waiting for waiting to short, you're like the like you're just not a serious trader. You really are not. Like mm-hmm. if you're shorting this because you think it's gone too high, I mean, like you know, I'll I'll be your kind. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well said. Well, do you want to make a prediction on what the all-time high is going to be next week? Uh, in yeah. queue? Okay, so free game. It's not free game because so you, I, I'm sure you guys all follow DCP Cooks. Um, Don on Twitter. DCP. I don't know that I follow him. Don's uh, X. He's an X. Uh, Euro dollar pit trader. Like he's on. He's on Twitter. I. I. He's like a. He's like a Pax. He's like a Jimmy Jude. Yep. Yep. Jimmy, Jimmy. Like, like OG, OG motherfucker. Like anyone, anyone that talks shit. By the way, if like I'm a man, I've been trading since 2011. I got blooded in the European sovereign debt crisis at a hedge mm-hmm. fund. Not a fun time and at all. And uh, the only reason I say that is I see so many people talking shit on like these old heads. I say old heads respectfully. That that man think like these guys have traded multiple market cycles and they're still slinging pa and they're tra- they're they're sharing their thoughts on twitter you have to be a fool to not respect what these guys are trading 100 percent. it's like uh listen man like okay are you gonna trust a mechanic that's only worked on a tesla or are you gonna trust a guy that's that's worked on a, in like a 70s hilux a 70s pickup truck freaking love those hiluxes man yeah so anyways upside prediction for next week why i said dcp cook so Free game, but not free game because he already spoke about it. And it was like a very closely guarded secret of mine for a while. It's just the linear regression channels. I use a rolling one-year look back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trading view. It's a linear regression channel. You use a rolling 252-day, rolling one-year. And you just use two period, uh, two standard deviations. So for next week, the high for NQ, I'm, I'm calling... Three percent up move, so eighteen thousand six hundred. Uh, eighteen thousand six hundred from macro. It's a three percent move. I own the five. I own the five hundred eight calls for next week. By the way, I like that. I think that's uh, sounds reasonable. I did mine on the queues, and I was gonna. I was shooting for I think four thirty three. I was my target. I was gonna do one rotation of the uh, the balance area that we we're just left. As I think we were getting close to the fifty percent mark of that. I think we continue up and hit the next level. Yeah. What? Wait. What, what level you say? Oh, uh, four forty two ninety one was the level I was going to oh, go for. Oh, I, I have four forty six. Four forty six. Yeah. Wow. Well, I must have done mine wrong, but <laughs> I'm going to write yours down on there too, just to see how it does. Uh, my bold prediction for the high for next week is based off of a little bit of range work uh, that uh, we still need to do a video about. By the way. Um, but I am thinking that the uh eighteen four forty six twenty five that will be the high of the week. 
Eighteen four twenty six or four forty six. Four forty six. Four forty six. Eighteen four forty six. So a little under macros three percent, but definitely, um, you know, think that's plausible. We need, a re- we need we need a I'm reason. I'm surprised nobody uh, nobody wanted to take the bet that uh, the high was today. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not fri- uh, Monday's trade uh, at least a tick higher than Friday's high. Um, what is it like uh 50 or 60 percent of the time or something like that so i mean come on we're in a market environment that that's just pressing let me let me i'll say this the one day that looked a little shaky was that wednesday jan 31 oh yeah yeah Yeah, i remember that day what was what, what what happened that day i don't even remember um that wasn't an fomc day was it FOMC. There was okay. FOMC. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah. Okay. That was the one that was the one day. Okay. If they okay, they, we closed on the lows. We literally closed on the lows. We were so close to <laughs> we were so a, close to coming undone. Yeah. Okay. If you I get I get, there are so many reasons to be there, listen, man. Like US equities are fucking cockroach. It's cockroach. Right? It's got <laughs> it's had two wars thrown at it. It's had fucking Israel-Hamas conflict. Unbelievable. It's had, it's had, you know, it's had the Russia-Ukraine thing. It's had yep. all the other litany of bullshit. And I know we said we're not going to get political. We're not. But it's had every reason to go down. There's um, debt. U.S. 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 debt. Fucking U.S. bond supply. Yeah. Oh, you want to get short after that one? The first big outside down day? Nice, man. How <laughs> convicted are you when you're short? You want to eat a hundred? You want to eat eight hundred points? Here you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the lesson is, if you do want to get short, you need a catalyst. That catalyst yep. last Wednesday, Jan thirty one, F one C day, we closed on the lows. If you got short and got stopped out on the ne- on the on that day's high, I I respect a trade. That's a trade that I would have taken because the catalyst was there. Because mm-hmm. he's babbling in the in the presser. He literally said, I don't know where the, we don't know where the fuck our star is, right? Like the natural neutral rate. And like, that's enough to, if you're like a macro boy, smooth brainer. <laughs> I love that. I love the fucking terms being thrown out today. <laughs> we got a whole new set of vocabulary after having you here tonight. <laughs> No, but I hear you. I mean, we talk about that so often in the room. We did an episode, either an episode or a town hall like alpha leak on, and, and that was one of the parts of it. I don't remember which, but was that the the market is like a in a giant beach ball that's trying to be held underwater. It's always trying to rise. Everybody is long equities. Everybody is retiring. Everybody is pension funds are buying. I mean, everything is pushing, floating this thing up. We have to have something catalytic to create a fissure in that to cr- to have that impressive downside move like we had in in equities with rising rates we had a catalytic event with with dealing with um you know the uh, inflation and all that stuff right we had a catalytic event with coronavirus we had a catalytic event in 2008 um and 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 we you know, I was in loosely in the markets at that time. Like I remember what those things, what those, what that was like, but go look at um, a weekly chart and look at how, once we absorb that information and everyone settles out, what, what happens? Status quo comes Mm -hmm. back. 
And the market all, almost always goes a little bit higher than you ever would expect it to go before a short opportunity is created. And that's what we talk about intraday is like, you, we've seen it so many times where we sell, 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 sell. And then on uh, on a, what you would anticipate if it were a bid, you know, if we were going higher, we pull back to an extent, you get an opportunity to rebid off structure and you see that follow through move higher. Whereas on the short side, when we pull down aggressively and we we come on bid up out of there the 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 reoffer um is is very unlikely to to actually retain and create a new low um, yeah, yeah. i think i think we've all kind of gotten caught on that at some point and that's a real thing let, let me get I'll, let me get my i'll get my institutional hat on here right so like the the the, the time references you, you gave and and you're very right because everyone talks about those time references. So 08 and 2020. Why would why would we need why would there be a liquidation event in 08 or 0708? Why would there be a liquidation event? Because people need liquidity, right? Balance sheet constraints, right? Yep. You're, 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 you're you're fucking short of money, so you need to just you need to you need to sell anything not nailed to the ground. <laughs> Maybe even if it's nailed to yeah. the ground, you gotta pry yeah. it up. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> 708, you go to your fucking prime broker, okay, and you say, Listen, man, I got fucking it's like that video that Priapis IQ like uh, Ryan shares, right? It's like, mate, I need to sell some fucking Taylor Woodrow. And it's like, Yeah, I mean, how much do you have? And it's like, Yeah, I got I got fucking ten million at uh the last bid was one oh five. I want to sell them at a hundred. Your fucking prime broker's gonna say, "Yeah, mate, nice try. A hundred. Try down here. It's ninety. The price is ninety. Right. So what happened in twenty? What happened in twenty twenty? It's the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I can speak about twenty twenty because I was, I, um, tweeted about buying out of the money fucking euro dollar calls, um, two weeks out before I even knew there was going to be a global epidemic. Mm -hmm. But why did twenty twenty sell off? Because people were short the fucking that people had the basis trade on that, which means they were they were along the underlying cash treasury, and then they were short the futures, and that's not an alpha generating trade. And the reason hedge funds and institutions had this trade on so prime what do prime brokers do? They're your broker, but they also give you leverage. And what, what do they do by giving you leverage? They say to you, "Hey, listen, man, we we are going to give you leverage, but we are running on a." on a use it or lose it basis use it or lose it basis means hey man at the end of the year for next year you need to tell us how much fucking balance sheet you want to use and we can't calculate how much balance sheet you want to use until we actually see how much balance sheet you're using and then we do run our fucking propeller head uh balance sheet calcs off it right <laughs> So okay, so what, what do you do if you're what do you do if you're Izzy Englander, right? You're the head of Millennium, or you're the risk manager for fucking Millennium Point Seventy Two, Brevin Howard, whatever have you. Mm -hmm. You at the last quarter put on a fucking basis trade because you need to put that trade because and a base. What's a basis trade? You're buying you're buying an underlying cash treasury, right? And then you're shorting the future against it because you because there is a basis, which is a variance of like couple basis points. It would be like. You know, it's like buying something for a hundred, selling something for a hundred dollars and five cents, and capturing the spread because you think that spread's going to converge. It's like a low risk, low risk, uh, low reward. Right, and it's not alpha generating. It's just you literally you got to use the balance sheet. Right, right. So what happens in twenty twenty? Oh, 
something that no fucking MIT Ecole Polytechnique quant could have ever, ever thought would happen, which is a global pandemic. And guess what happens? In a, in, well, guess what happens when the shit is hitting the fan? People got to buy bonds. People want to go to bonds. They want to go to safety, quote unquote safety. Mm-hmm. They can't buy cash bonds. So what are they going to do? They're going to buy fucking. They're going to buy bond futures. So guess what? That convergence trade that you just had on, it's now become a divergence trade. So now your long is going the other way and your short's going the other way, mm. right? And and mm. sorry, I rambled a little bit. And so after 2020, you're seeing why do you not think that there is not an actual real sell off? When I say real, like everyone's like, this is the top. The top is in. We're going down 50%. You can only go down 50%, 30% even, if there's a liquidity event. Mm-hmm. What's the liquidity? Well, okay. We had 2022, the rates, rates are repricing higher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Growth equities, growth equities. Okay, cool, bro. We're, um, we're going to reprice the curve higher. What are you going to do about that? That's when equity sold off. So in Q here, I'm looking at it. The high was like 16,500. We had a 40% drawdown. 2023, the SVB bank blow up. Yeah. Even that couldn't take the fucking greatest market in the world, in the greatest country in the world. The S&P 500 and the Star Spangled Banger Banner country. <laughs> take it down listen no no but like in all seriousness it, fuck, yeah. take it down could not take it down it's not just one bank it was two banks yeah, yeah mid 2023 we sold off 11 percent. and you want to sit it. here you want to sit here and tell me that the high is in and you no. want to you want to you want to fight against 401k pension fund money without a catalyst and tell me this is the top how bad of a trade is that i'll be your kind of i'll be your counterparty you want to buy puts? I'll sell the puts to you. Yeah, no, thank you. It's just a bad trade. Macro, I hate to I hate to stop you, man, but I'm going to have to wrap this thing up here before we go for two hours here. Uh, all right, folks, that's going to do it for today's episode. I got to say thank you to Baba and our special guest, Macro Tactical, for joining us this evening. Everyone listening who stuck around to the end, please, please, please show our panelists some love. Check out their links in the show notes. Remember to check out the combined Discord server. You can trade with us during Friday end periods. You can listen in live to these recordings. You can even share funny gifts when you need to blow off some steam. Be back soon with another exciting episode, hopefully as impressive as failing a bold prediction before it's even made. But until then, (laughs) pretend you're Michael J. Fox and hit that five-star rating uncontrollably and take care. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only, does not constitute financial or investment advice, and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions.